Well, good morning, everybody. My name is Brody Launche, and I'm the discipleship pastor here at Crossroads Church. Thank you. Thank you so much. I've got to admit, it's still a little weird saying that. Um, I'm so used to introducing myself as Jane's husband, um, which is good. I'm very proud of that. I love my wife very much, very proud to introduce myself that way. So this will take a little bit of getting used to, but listen, we are so excited and we're so thankful for this opportunity. And I just wanted to take a moment to thank all of you so much for all of the love and all of the support that you have shown me and my family over these past few weeks. We really appreciate it. We're so excited for this opportunity. We're so excited to serve you, and we're so excited to be able to continue to serve this wonderful church. What an amazing day we're having today, right? Listen, we have such an incredible church, man, where we can come into this place and just have such amazing services. We are so blessed, so thankful for such an amazing church. So we're starting a series today called Declaration. And I was sitting with Pastor Jeff a couple of weeks ago, and he began to share with me some of the things that he was going to be preaching on in these next few weeks. And let me just tell you, you don't want to miss these next few weeks. Um, I believe that this sermon series is going to be really powerful, so I just encourage you to be here and invite somebody to church, man. Bring somebody in your circle of influence to church over the next few weeks. I believe it's going to change their life. Amen? So starting this series called Declaration, hey, listen, we know that our words have power, right? And the Bible is full of scripture that talks about the power of our words. In Proverbs 18.21, it says that the tongue has the power of life and death. Now listen, if this were the only scripture in the Bible that ever said anything about our words, this scripture alone would be enough, right? That our words have the power of life and death. So we need to understand how powerful our words are and the declarations that we make. My family understands the truth of this scripture because the course and history of my family's life was forever changed by the power of one word. And so I thought it would be appropriate to take just a short time today to share with you my family's testimony. It's really my mom's personal testimony, but through the amazing things that God did in my mom's life and when she gave her heart and life to Christ, my entire family got saved and so many people in our circle of influence. And so this goes back all the way to July of 1980. Um, and in July of 1980, God radically saved and changed my mom's life. And this started just such a domino effect of not only everyone in my family, but listen, a large number of people giving their hearts and lives to Christ. Many of those people are sitting in this service today. Um, and so now at the time, you need to understand, my family didn't know Christ. We didn't know a lot about God at all. We didn't go to church a lot. And we certainly weren't living for God at all. In fact, you could say that my family was, was pretty wild, okay? And I know that might be funny for some of you to think, those of you who only know my family through church or maybe my mom and dad, maybe you've only known them since they've been saved. But if you would have known my family before and the people they hung out with, let me just tell you, they were crazy, all right? Now, I wasn't. I was just a little kid. I was an angel, all right? So, but my family and their friends, they were crazy. And we've got home video to prove it. I just don't have time to show it to you in church today. Um, but we have it, I promise you. Anyway, in July of 1980, um, on a Sunday night, and I forgot to mention this in our first service, on a Sunday night in July of 1980, my mom was dealing 
with a lot of things. She was going through a lot of things. And she said one of those prayers that many people do. Um, She went before God and she said, God, hey, look, I don't know if you're real. And I don't know if you are. I don't know if you're even listening to me. But if you're real and you prove to me that you are, I'll give you my entire life. If you prove to me that you're real, I'll give you my entire life. That was on a Sunday night. She goes to sleep and on the Monday morning, that very next morning, my mom woke herself up talking in her sleep. Now, I don't know if any of you talk in your sleep. I don't know if any of you have ever done this before where you're sound asleep and you just like say this one word real loud and you wake up and the second you're saying the word, you're waking up and you hear yourself say the word. Anybody do that? Y'all, not a lot of y'all would raise your hand anyway, right? Some of y'all like, yeah, kind of. All right, well, so my mom ends up waking herself up, talking in her sleep, and the word that my mom woke up saying was Abba. Now, she had no idea what this word meant. She had no idea why she was saying it, and it weirded her out so much that she picked up the phone and she called a friend, and she was like, hey, look, I just woke up saying this word, Abba. I don't know what it means. Do you, do you have any idea what this word means? And her friend was like, well, yeah, I think it's a music group. <laughs> and so mom was like, well, yeah, but I've, I've never heard of them. So why in the world would I be waking up saying this word if, if I've never heard of them? And they were like, I, I don't know. And so my mom, still confused, had no answers. A couple of days later, she goes to a friend's house to visit. And upon entering her friend's house, she heard music playing. And this music moved my mom so much. And she thought it was so beautiful. She asked her friend, who was not a believer at the time, she was like, what are you listening to? And her friend was like, oh, this is some Christian music that my sister gave me to listen to. And my mom was like, it's beautiful. I love it. And so my mom got some information uh, on who, you know, it was and the album. And my mom was like, I am going by this album, all right? And so fast forward to Friday. So remember, she wakes herself saying Abba, wakes up um, saying Abba on Monday, prayed that prayer the Sunday night. On Friday, her and her friend go to the mall and they're doing some shopping. And she's like, oh, I want to go to the record store and buy this album. So for, young, for some of you young kids who are in here today, I just want to remind you, we're talking about 1980, all right? So that's why we're talking about albums and record stores and all that stuff. It is a long time ago. I get it. Um, and so she goes into the record store and she's searching for that album that was playing in a friend's house a few days early. And so as, she, as she's searching for this album, she's thumbing through some albums and she turns and she looks and on an album rack right there in plain sight, she sees this album, which in big words in the front says, Abba Father. And of course she freaks out, right? So she runs over, she grabs this album and she's telling her friend, she's like, this is the word I woke up saying. Why is it on an album, right? And so she's freaking out and she ends up buying this album, didn't even buy the album she had originally gone in for. Now, here's what you need to know about this album. It was out of place. It wasn't where it was supposed to be. It was was as if someone had picked it up, walked around the store thinking about buying it and they decided not to, so they just stuck it on a random shelf. But it just happened to be in the line of sight of my mom when she turned around. Now, some might call that coincidence, but we know better, right? And so 
Here's my mom, she buys this album and now she knows, okay, something's going on. I prayed this prayer, I woke up saying Abba, I find this album, something's going on. And so now she needed answers, right? And so she began to look in the phone book for numbers for local ministers who were listed in the phone book and she began to call them. And one after another, she wouldn't get an answer. And then finally, one minister answered, and she just began to share some of the things that were going on in her life. She began to ask questions, but she never mentioned the Abba stuff because she didn't want him to think she was crazy, all right? And so she's talking to him, and he begins to explain and tell her, hey, look, God is just moving in your heart and your life. God is trying to get your attention. And she remembered that prayer that she had prayed uh, a week earlier. And so again, my mom knew that something was going on. And so this minister gave her some information about a Bible study small group. And so my mom goes to this Bible study small group and she brings two friends with her. And when they get there, this group begins to sing worship songs and they're lifting their hands and they're worshiping. And my mom and her two friends had no idea what they were doing. They had no idea what was going on. But my mom said they were freaking out. They didn't know what was going on. So my mom just grabbed her two friends' hands and she like lifted them up in the air and they like just closed their eyes real tight. And so... During this Bible study, after they worshiped, they sat down and there were several ladies in the group who began to go around the room reading scripture. And so as they begin to read, it came to this one lady, she opens up her Bible and that's when this lady begins to read Romans 8, 15 through 16. And it says this, the spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. So in that moment, my mom practically screams, right? She's like, wait, you mean to tell me that word's in the Bible? And so this lady, she's like, what word? She's like, that word Abba is in the Bible? And she's like, yes. My mom basically grabs the Bible out of the lady's hand because she had to see for herself that that word that she woke up saying was in the Bible. And so, of course, now totally convinced that God is real, that God was tugging on her heart, was speaking to her heart, she was all in. From that moment, my mom completely gave her heart and life to Christ, and she's been serving him ever since. Amen? And so... Now, what this did was, again, this started this domino effect because through my mom getting saved, my dad later gave his heart and life to Christ. They found Crossroads Church. They began to bring me and my two brothers to Crossroads Church where we gave our heart and life to Christ. Later on, our little sister, she began to come. She gave her heart and life to Christ. And many, many, many people in their circle of influence gave their heart and their life to Christ. And here's why. Because the people in their circle of influence, their friends, they could not deny that God was real and at work. Because not only did they see and hear the things that my mom was saying, but they saw the evidence in her life. They saw the change in her heart and life, and they could not deny that God was real. And so while I was preparing for this message, I began to look up the definition of declaration and declare. And one of the definitions of the word declare really grabbed my attention. And it says this, to make evident 
or to show. To make evident or to show. And that's exactly what happened in my mom's life. When God changed her heart, not only did he change the things that she talked about, but it was made evident in her life by the way she lived. And so here's what I want you to know today. It's one thing to make a statement with our words, but it's made evident when it's lived out in our life. It's made evident when it's lived out in our life. Hey, listen. We live in a world today where so many people are stating their opinion. There are so many statements that are being made, but very few people have their actions line up with their words in our world today. And as believers, our hearts, our actions, and our words should line up with God's word. Amen? I heard a quote many, many years ago, and it has stuck with me ever since. And it says this, wherever you go, preach the gospel, and when necessary, use words. Man, what a powerful quote, right? Hey, listen, there are people in your circle of influence who will never step foot in a church. They will never pick up a Bible and read it. So here's what I want you to know. Your life and your actions, the way you live your life every day, will be the most powerful sermon that those people will ever hear or see. It's very, very important that our actions line up with our words. The Bible says that we were created in the image of Christ, which means that our hearts and our actions and our words should be a reflection of who Christ is. So that word Abba that my mom woke up saying that changed our family's life forever, that word Abba translates to mean father. But it really means something far more intimate than that. It really means something like daddy, like daddy. And so this word Abba, it's all about an unmatched, incomparable love and relationship with our heavenly father. So this word Abba, to me, to my family, it it isn't a what, it's a who. And that who is Jesus. That who is Jesus. One of the most powerful declarations that a person can make in their life is a declaration of love. Hey, listen, if you've ever fallen in love in your life, you know what I'm talking about. That moment that you go up to that person and you shoot your shot, right? And you declare your love for them. Hey, that's a powerful, scary moment. But when that love is reciprocated, and they declare their love for you, it becomes a shouted from the rooftop moment where you want every single person to know, I have found the one, right? You want everyone to know, I've found the one. That's exactly what happened in my family's life when Jesus changed our heart and our lives. We found the one. We found the one. And so here's what I want you to know. Today is such a special day, man, at Crossroads Church with over 40 people being baptized today. And it's so amazing, that's right. It's so amazing that these people who have given their heart and their life to Christ, they're being baptized, but it's in that moment where the light comes on, where they make the most powerful declaration that they'll ever make in their life, that Jesus is Lord of my life. The most powerful declaration. Philippians 2.11 says, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. God, our Abba. 
And so, man, listen, every person who's going to get in these tanks today, hey, this is their shouted from the rooftop moment, right? This is that moment where they want everyone to know where they make the most powerful declaration, hey, I found the one. I found the one, and his name is Jesus. In John chapter 1, verses 40 through 42, this is exactly what Andrew does. Andrew, it says this, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah. That is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. So here's what you need to understand. Throughout Andrew's life, he had heard all of the prophecies of the coming Messiah. And so here he is making one of the most profound and powerful declarations in all of scripture. Here he is saying, we have found the Messiah and his name is Jesus. And so what does he do? The first thing that he does is he runs to his brother who he loves. He runs to his brother and he says, we found him. We found the Messiah. What Andrew was doing was he was running to his brother saying, hey, I found the one. I found the one, come with me. You gotta meet him. You gotta know him. You gotta know my Jesus. And so as we close today, if this were my final moment to ever preach the gospel, if these were my last words, if this was my last shouted from the rooftop moment, if this was my final declaration, it would be this, that Jesus Christ is Lord of my life. And I found the one. I found the one. And Jesus has saved me. He's healed me. He's delivered me. And he has restored me. And I believe he wants to do the same for you today. So my heart for you is this as we close. You got to know my Jesus. You gotta know my Jesus. Would you bow your heads, close your eyes?